Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. As of recording this episode, we are currently hosting the Get Back to Design Accelerator, and we have talked about simplifying the client process this week and um, revisions actually came up. So I was chatting with one of our members about revisions in general and just how to reduce them. And I know this is a big, big, big frustration for designers. So I am really excited to dive into it today um, and just kind of cover everything that we know and can tell you. I'm really excited about this topic too, because revisions can be like the worst part of the project. I used to let revisions like ruin my life. And now I've got such a solid system, have them under control so well. Uh, I'm really excited we can chat about it and help other people with it today. But let's start by talking about what a revision actually is. And I feel like this might be something that's maybe more important to me and in the front of my mind since... Uh, the, the difference between a revision versus a change tends to be more important in the development phase of things. But I wanted to bring it up here as well, because some of you might be wondering what you should say yes to if your clients ask for something or what is kind of going over what you're going to allow. So I want to touch on it quick. So in my mind, a revision is a change or an update to the design project that was originally agreed upon. It's not adding anything new. It's not like pulling something out of like thin air that's gonna take a ton of extra time for you. Um, it's just kind of a tweak to what you originally agreed upon. On the other hand, changes are generally updates to project scope or requirements that weren't mentioned in the beginning of the project. Uh, and it's up to you to decide exactly how much you'll allow here, but that's just something to keep in mind. And a lot of the time, it's gonna be different throughout the project. So for example, it might be a revision to change how the, how the header is laid out during the web design phase, but once that design is approved and the site goes off to development, that same update would be considered a change since development would have to be redone for that once the design was already approved. So just kind of think through your process and what a revision versus a change is in those different pieces. Does that make sense, Corey? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think this is really good. When we were outlining this episode, I was like, do we even really need to like discuss what a revision is. But um, when I was thinking back to the uh, gal in our accelerator that I was talking to last week about revisions and some of the like revision, like quote unquote revision requests that she was getting from one of her clients, it became very clear to me that we definitely do need to cover that because I think designers do get hung up in like what is included in that and what they should be doing. I know for this specific um, lady, and I won't 
call any names out. Um, she had clients who were asking her to adjust copy that uh, she was putting in her mock-ups and on the website and that sort of thing. And personally, that's not like that's not a revision. That's something the client should have had finalized when you started working with them. Or that's something they can take care of like once you're done and before the new website launches. Um, so I do think it's really important to make sure you understand, like you said, kind of what you're going to do. Um, I'm curious, since we're kind of talking about how things also might change in different phases of the project, because like I could see a revision like in the logo phase being can we change the color of this? Or what if we added an icon or something like that? And then in the web design phase, like what you were mentioning, and then in development, something being a little bit different. I'm curious if you think, um, and you may have this or you may not, but I'm curious if you think it would be important for designers to include specific terminology, like outlining the difference in these things and like specifically what would be allowed in their contract or if it's something they could get away with in just like other materials. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about this later, but I just was kind of curious about that. Yeah. So I have it everywhere, including my contract. So in my contract, I have a section, I don't remember what it's called, maybe like project scope or something like that. And the first paragraph straight up says changes to what we've agreed upon are not included, you know, a couple of, of examples of what a change is. And then it says, but I'm not perfect. Revisions are allowed. And, you know, here's some details on that. Um, so I definitely recommend having that in your contract. You probably won't ever need it for legal purposes, but this is the first place that your client will get introduced to that idea. And I really believe that it's important to kind of hit them over the head head with it throughout your entire project. So when the revision phase comes, like they already know it. You don't have to teach them that. You don't have to tell them once they send you something they think is a revision. They're already going to know what the difference is or at least understand that there is a difference. So I think it's important to introduce it really, really early. Yeah. And I think it's also something good that you can do is with your contract. Um, I know when I was first in the first couple of years of my business, I always wondered like, are my clients actually reading this contract? Even like with my last several clients, I was like, do they actually know what's in this? Like mm -hmm. what they are agreeing to. And so if you're worried about that and you think your clients who don't know anything about business and aren't like, you know, super savvy and, and they've never worked with a designer. This is even a place you could put like a little a initial section to make sure that they are reading it and they understand, you know, this is what's included and this is what I'm not going to do as part of the project. I like that idea. Um, so let's kind of move on here and talk about how many you should offer. So this really depends on your process and the timeline with your clients. Um, I know like when I first started, I offered three revisions for the two main parts of the process. So there were three revisions included in the logo phase and then three included in like the web design phase. But as I got more confident and experienced as a designer, um, and just working with clients in general, I ultimately reduced those down to just two for the logo phase and one for the website design. So I think it's really important when you are kind of trying to decide how many to offer that you think about your flow overall with clients and kind of look back at how many revisions previous clients have requested or needed 
to get a good idea of how many you need. And this can be also a really good place where you kind of um, take a look at your process overall and like how much time you're investing into the design phase before you present stuff because it can help you say well if my clients are needing like five revisions then maybe I need to spend a little bit more time exploring what I'm doing before I present it to them. Um, something else that I wanted to talk about here that actually as of recording this was just something I was talking about yesterday to someone um, and it kind of falls under the how many revisions you should offer topic. So I wanted to include it here. Um, she was telling me that her client was saying she was worried that there wouldn't be enough revisions included in the project. And... Like hearing that being not as part of the project myself and I feel like having as much experience as I have working with clients, like a bright red flag was yeah. waving mentally in my head like, hey, this is a this is a huge, huge <laughs> red flag. Like for someone to say, I don't think that three is enough for me that is going to be a problem. So I just wanted to include that in here as well, because I think it is really important to notice some of those red flags. And I think that a lot of times designers are like, well, I'm not sure what, you know, red flags I'm kind of looking for. And when it comes to revisions, that's one of them. Oh my gosh. I have anxiety just thinking of having a client say that to me. I'd be like, see you later. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's talk about really quickly how long to give clients for revisions. And Corey, I'm curious to hear if you agree, but I have always done two or three days for each round of revisions. Right now, I'm actually down to two. Um, but I feel like this is long enough that they can have time to really take a good look through things without feeling rushed and even come back and double check, which I always recommend to my clients but it's not so long that they like forget about it or just put it off for no reason and push the timeline out longer than it needs to be. Is that about how long you do as well? Yeah, I would, I would say probably three days. Um, I think another good thing, you don't want it to be too long that they can start crowdsourcing opinions mm. um, because that's another really big one that I think a lot of um, less experienced designers have issues with. Uh, it it's, comes with a certain type of client that yeah. like, let me ask everyone in my family what they think of this. But yeah, I think two or three days is a, a good, you know, amount of time. I think sometimes like in the branding, you may want them to sit with it for a full three days after you present with it and say, um, you know, please take this as, as much time as you need, but all of the time if you really uh, need to, to sit with it and see how you feel and make sure that you really want this moving forward. Because um, if you have a branding and website design project, if you had to go back um, and fix the branding later, that would obviously be a really big deal. So that's why it's important to have a little, like make sure they're taking the full amount of time. But at the same time, like, like you were saying, you don't want to give them too long. Yeah, that's a really good point, especially for branding. See, I don't do branding stuff, so I didn't think of that, but that's a really good point. You want people to think about it and really form form their final thoughts. So what do you do if all of the revision rounds we've just talked about are used up and the client wants more? 
Yeah, so I think once you hit that included number of revisions, most designers are obviously going to start billing for the extra work that's being done. Um, I, I'm i trying to think to, to like all the way back when I was getting started, how I handled this. Because I could see someone saying, well, I don't want to bill them because obviously I want the client to be happy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of work that goes in on both your parts to even get the first design presented. So I think it's still reasonable that you charge your client. Um, I do think it is important with that being said that you do keep going. So um, you don't just stop and say, okay, well, this is it. You, This is all I'm going to do because you do want your client to be happy. And sometimes at the end of the day, you didn't do enough research or... You know, there's just something that's missing that you didn't think about or whatever. So sometimes it's like legitimately the designer's fault that there needs to be more work. Um, However, I do want to say that it is really important to kind of take a look at where you are with the client. If you are in a situation with someone where it's like a never ending revision. And I remember having like one specific project just popped in my head and I remember it was over and over and over and over. And she knew I was billing her for the extra time. And it was like, she did not care. Like we seriously just kept going. Um, And in that case, there could be a huge disconnect between what your client was expecting and what you like are creating and presenting to them. It could be a situation where they wanted something really specific. And so they're just trying to micromanage you into creating that. Um, or they just really had no idea what they wanted. And so it's causing a lot of extra work. Um, in that kind of situation, it's okay to, first of all, stop the project. Cause you and I were talking to someone about this yesterday. Um, but you may have to go back to the drawing board and just kind of start fresh. And if you're ever in that situation, it's fine. Like, don't feel like you are not a good designer or, um, whatever, like it's not always your fault. It's okay. Um, but you also, if you find yourself in that position, especially if it's more than once, you may want to go back and kind of Think about and examine your onboarding process, the questionnaires you're sending, um, like the strategy, all that stuff to make sure that you are collecting as much and the right information from them um, so that you can avoid getting to that situation, you know, a month and a half or two months into a project where it's just boom, 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 so many revisions, one right after another. Um, I will just throw in there that I usually start billing hourly for additional revisions um, because usually it's just small things and it's really easy to just say, okay, I'll bill you, you know, 15 minutes for this thing. And I'm curious, is that how you do it too for extra stuff? Like, do you just do hourly? Yeah, if I have time, I just bill hourly. I don't do any minimum requirements or anything like that. Um, A lot of the time though, a problem is that I'm booked out with projects starting immediately after. Um, you know, so in that case, I, I really place a lot of weight on what kind of revision is this? Is this my fault? Is this something that I missed? If so, okay, I'll work week a weekend to get something fixed up. Or is this the client now changing their mind on something or not actually spending time looking at it in the first round of revisions? If it's something like that and I just need to be done, I'll tell them um, that my 
that we can reschedule it for my next opening. Um, I feel like I'm more like of a stickler and hard on my boundaries than a lot of people are, but I feel like this is also like a good, a good way for people to see the way that you and I both do things. I'm, I'm more strict with things. You tend to be more, more lenient with this kind of thing, I think. Um, so hopefully we'll meet someone in the middle at least and give them the idea of what they want to do. Yeah. And I, I think it's a really good point to hear that you're a stickler and that sort of thing, because I can see, um, even myself when I used to handle, you know, the design and the development part of web, like my projects and, um, having clients who would be like, okay, well now that I see this on the website, can we change this? And it's like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And that's one of those points where it is really important to, say, no, I'm not going to do this right now. I'll mm-hmm. reschedule it for you or, you know, at least tell them, I mean, you approved this three weeks ago. So what's the right. problem now? <laughs> right. So like with that being said, and on that note, let's get into like how to reduce revisions. What are specific things people can do to start lessening revisions if they're having this problem? Yes. I have two specific ideas that I was telling someone last week. And the first one um, is something that I stole from Brianna at Rowan Made, And I loved this and it like, it turned the light bulb on. I was like, why did I not think of this? And it's to change your terminology. So instead of calling it a revision, call it a refinement. So there's something in the psychology, I think, about the difference in word choice. So revision, in my opinion, again, naturally is gonna open up the door pretty wide to clients, especially those who have no clue what you're looking for and who you're not telling them specifically this is what a revision includes. Um, So that, in my opinion, is where you could end up with someone looking at a website that's about to go live, like in 24 hours, and they say, oh, now I really want to change this. It's because, in my opinion, like I said, revision is just such a wide open word, whereas refinement is something... it in it's, itself it feels little. <laughs> it feels little. Like even though technically it's a bigger word, like <laughs> it's more letters, um, but it does feel a lot smaller. And I think it's a lot easier to take that and define that for your client as simple tweaks to your overall design. And I do want to clarify here. I don't think you need to. Um, like say, oh, we can only do small tweaks on a logo or in the branding process, because sometimes you really do have to start over if you completely missed the mark creatively. But especially on projects like website design, I think it's totally okay to say, we're just doing small tweaks to the design here and then kind of moving on. I love that point. That's a good one. I might have to steal that one as well. Yeah, it's like I said, when I heard that, I was like, duh. I mean, right. Obviously. Yeah, obviously that really helps. Um, so the other really important thing, and this kind of goes back to you saying you were, you're a stickler, is to really set boundaries around what is included. And like I said earlier, um, this gal that I was talking to in our accelerator, she was saying that she feels like she spends so much time on revisions because she ends up being a freaking copy editor. Like her clients are all of a sudden like, oh, 
you know what, I need you to change this text or I forgot a period or, you know, whatever, when you're trying to just focus on design for a website. And let's be honest, the majority of us do not want to do that. Like I never read anyone's copy. That's not my, like, I obviously I read it to make sure the design is right. But at the same time, I'm not sitting here looking at it for grammatical errors. Mm -hmm. If something sticks out to me and is obvious, obviously I'm going to add a period or I'm going to fix the spelling of a word. But other than that, that's, that's their job. So if you don't mind doing this kind of stuff, um, that's okay. I think there, I think you should charge a little bit more in your projects for it. And this is what I was telling her. I said, you know, if you're going to do this for all of your clients, I think you should bill an extra couple of hours worth in your overall rate. Um, and then also sell that as a benefit of working with you that they can give you the for copy. Sure. You're going to help them, you know, finalize it and make sure it's ready to go. And then, there you have it. But if you're not going to do it, you have to tell people that you're not going to do that type of stuff. I'm just over here nodding. I've been <laughs> nodding for the past like 30, 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is really important to do. And like every, every part of your project with your clients, but specifically, um, I think it's good to remind them when you are presenting work and you're getting ready to accept revisions or refinements, um, that you tell them, okay, this is the kind of thing that I'm looking for. Um, specifically, I was just sending her the messaging that I, again, stole from Brianna because I took her branding course last year. So, um, that's why I stole it from her. No one get mad at me and call me out anywhere. Um, but one thing that I really liked that Brianna included when she was presenting work is, um, you know, she would ask her clients questions. What design aspects, parentheses, colors, you know, texture, whatever, blah, 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 blah resonates with your ideal client. So something like that. And it can take your client to a more like a deeper place when they're looking at their design and not just, oh, you know, the, I like how pretty this is, or I don't like how pretty this is or something like that. Um, and it can also make them focus more on those design elements that you do want to, um, do the revisions on obviously, instead of things like, oh, all of a sudden you don't like the placement of this. That's not really super important. Or, oh, you need your copy edited. Okay, whatever. So I think it's important to set those boundaries like we talked about before, kind of everywhere. Um, tell people when you're presenting the work, but also tell them in your contract, in your intro packet if you have one, your welcome packet if you have one, you're anywhere in your project management, like whatever, it doesn't hurt to constantly be reminding them in these different places. Um, yeah, so if they want something that can be changed easily that they can do, like copy editing, I was trying to give this girl in our accelerator their permission to be like, just tell your clients they can make that change. Um, when you're done doing everything. So let them know that, you know what, I will record a video for you and show you how you can go into the page and update this text because it's inevitable if you're on like week five of a eight week project, six, seven, or eight, you will get another like 
request for changing copy. I'm sure you've experienced that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's why you got to set those boundaries and you got to set them hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And another thing I want to throw out here, um, and then I'll stop rambling is if you have a VA like on your team and you're paying someone to kind of help you, especially with your client projects, I think it's really beneficial if you have stuff like this that comes up and you want to offer this kind of service, copy editing or photo editing, because man, I feel like photo editing is Mm. probably another big one that a lot of designers deal with. But you personally don't want to um, extend your timeline or you don't want to deal with it. That's a great way where you can pull your VA into your projects and say, as soon as this copy comes in, I want you to edit it and I'll pay you to do that. And, um, and then you can work in, you know, a couple hours to pay your VA to do that into your projects, um, cost again and sell that as a benefit of working with you. And yet you never have to do it. It's someone else's task. So that's just another thing. Cause I know a lot of people really do look at projects with clients like this and they're, they're like, I don't want to tell them that I'm not going to do this or that they have to fix it later because I want them to be happy. Um, And so that's a way where you can kind of have the best of both worlds. You don't have to do it, but you don't also have to tell them no. I love that. I love all the boundary stuff. So I love that you just covered all that. Something else that I think can really help cut down revisions is presenting your design work because this lets your client understand the decisions you've made. They're not just going to look at it and be like, oh, I don't like the way this looks. or I don't like that this is there. They'll be able to say, oh, this is here because of this. I like that reasoning, you know, and that's going to cut down on a lot of changes when you can help them understand why you did what you did. And I'm not going to get into this because we covered it. So if you want to learn more about presenting your work, we covered that in episode 52 and in Abby's episode, which is help me out here. Is that episode 84? Yes, it's 84. So she talks a lot about um, how you can present work and such to your clients. So definitely go check those out because like you said, this, it, that really can be the game changer in yeah. cutting down on revisions. Yeah, I've told this story a couple times on the podcast, but one of my first projects with a designer, I got 17 pages of revisions back. And after that, I have always presented my work. And since then, I usually get about two or three bullet points instead of 17 pages. So do not skip this step. Even for me, all I do is development and I still walk them through step by step, remind them of what revisions are and walk through the website and it's a game changer. So enough about that. Another tip I have for reducing revisions is simply keeping clients updated on how many rounds are left as you go. So I do this in Asana and my presentation videos that I just mentioned. So when you're sending your design to them for like the first round, start your video by saying, hey, it's time for the first round of revisions out of two or three or whatever. And then when it's the last round, remind them that it's the last round. It really just takes one quick mention. All you're trying to do is remind them, get that in the back of their mind so they know that there's a limit. So it does not surprise them when you're like, oh, there's no more revisions. They knew it the whole time. Well, and not only that, but I think when you tell them you're presenting something and then you say, okay, there's only one more round of revisions in the project, then they really are like, okay, 
you know what? This yeah. I, I'm going to stop being nitpicky. This actually looks really good. And then they just will let it go instead of, like I just said, being nitpicky about every little thing. <laughs> right, exactly. And my last tip, um, this isn't something I do, but I know people who do it. And I have seen projects where I think it would be really beneficial. But have your clients physically sign off after each finalized portion of the project. So for example, if you've done the branding portion and you don't want there to be be an option for them to go back and want to do more revisions right there, have your client physically sign off on like a super short and sweet subcontract to make it final. It seriously super short, literally just saying that they approve what's been done and explaining what will happen if they want additional revisions. So are there going to be extra fees? Is the timeline going to be delayed? Will you schedule it as a new project? Seriously, like two paragraphs is all you need, but have them sign off after each portion if you have a problem with this just to make it final. And so you have their agreement to lean back on if they go back on their word. Yeah, I say if you are working in some sort of niche where you are having lots of clients who need those extra revisions or go over um, a lot of that time, then I definitely say try that out and see how it works for you. Um, because I could totally see how um, even just the act of, you know, sending them that and telling them they have to sign off on it can really help avoid a major headache later down the road. For sure. So I think, I think we've hit on everything. We've covered what revisions are, how many you should offer, how long to give them, what to do if they use their revisions and how to reduce them. I think that's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's basically everything someone would need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Revisions don't have to be like the worst part of your business. And we want you to start taking action to make them easier today. So we have several action steps for you. If revisions are a pain, which I think they are, if you're still listening to us, <laughs> we want you to take the time to do these. So first, decide how many rounds of revisions you want to include. And like Corey said earlier, this can be different through the different phases of your project. Maybe the branding stage has more than, for example, your design phase. Then decide what you're going to do with clients if they want to go over that set number of revisions. Do you usually have enough wiggle room in your schedule to add some extra stuff? Will you always need to reschedule? What's gonna happen? Write that out, know what it is, include it in your contract, so then it doesn't become a question. When that does come up, the decision has already been made. Then we want you to identify any problems you might have with your onboarding or your project process as a whole. Is there anything you need to improve to limit how many revisions are needed? So for example, this could be better client screening. It could be better uh, educating your clients of what is included in revisions. It could be asking better questions when it comes to learning about the type of design they're looking for. There's all kinds of things, but look through your process and see what improvements you could make. And then go ahead and update your onboarding material and the project process to make revisions really, really clear and work to keep clients updated throughout the process. And if you need a little bit more help with your revisions, we have a couple of really great resources linked in the show notes. So make sure you jump over to the site and check that out. Um, I know Krista has an awesome revision survival guide linked at the bottom. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. 
If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Oh, 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 oh